It's been a relatively low-key, uneventful day, which is uh, a nice change, actually. The cat's back. I can hear this cat. And when it meows, it sounds like it's a little girl saying hello. And it's actually quite creepy (laughs) when you can see it. In fact, the first few days I heard it, I thought it was the next door neighbor's daughter. But, um, it's just some feral cat. I imagine it's a feral cat. There's so many homeless cats around here. I don't know if they're homeless so much as disowned. They certainly uh, don't seem to be cared for. So yeah, the cat's back. And uh, I prefer not to have the cats around because I I think um, the natural wildlife and the native native birds are uh, a whole lot nicer to have around. Might have to ring the council, get some cat traps. I was gonna do that a couple of years ago, but our neighbor ended up doing it and he caught nine cats. So it's a shame that he uh, he left for Queensland because had he been here uh, another month or so, we could have rid the entire suburb of feral cats. But he got nine cats in about 10 days. So one a day, pretty much. So welcome to One Man, One Hammock. I am back in the regular hammock. Got back from holidays about, oh, just a few days ago, really. Three days ago. And just went to jump in this hammock for the first time since being back and discovered some new spider webs. So that was fun. And got the Earl Grey tea happening today it's uh it felt like the sort of weather where you'd have a nice cup of tea in the afternoon and so I did could have been spritz of time but my wife is out getting her hair done and so I think a spritzer in the afternoon is much nicer when you get to share it with someone. A big hello to my Spanish listeners. You're listening to Un Hombre Una Hamaca. <laughs> I probably completely butchered that, but I gave it a crack, and that's the important thing. My name is Lyndon Wesley. I am a musician, a singer, a guitarist. I am a hammock relaxer, father of four kids, and I have just got back from 
camping down the Great Ocean Road. If you haven't been down the Great Ocean Road, it is the eighth wonder of the world. I don't know if that's true. I'm pretty sure there's more than seven wonders of the world, but the Great Ocean Road is pretty stunning. It's one of those places that you can't really get tired of it. If you're a local, maybe you do. I imagine you'd take it for granted a little bit, which is perfectly fine. But it's, uh, you see a lot of middle-aged men driving expensive cars along that road. And 99.9% of them have probably hired the car for the day. Or it's like a gift to them. It's like a red balloon gift for their 50th or something like that. (laughs) Or if you're lucky, you'll find a tourist driving on the wrong side of the road, like we did two years ago. Um, Not lucky for them, but not lucky really at all. Not Actually, not lucky for anyone. But um, there are signs everywhere, kind of trying to remind people that we drive on the left-hand side here in, in Australia. Yeah, it was good. Good break. We were down there for two weeks, and I reckon I started being able to relax properly on day 12. <laughs> Maybe day 11. It's surprising that it can take that long. It's always interesting to see what uh, what was for sale just before Christmas, <laughs> or perhaps what people got given as gifts. Oh, you're going to the beach, are you? Yeah, you better have one of these trolleys, <laughs> one of these beach trolleys. I kid you not. At one point, I looked across. There was like a posse of these trolleys. It's like John Wayne had turned up at the beach there was no less than eight of these blue and red canvas fold up kind of trolleys they may as well have been in a circle it's kind of like someone had created a parking lot for trolleys on the beach so I don't know if they all knew each other or if it just is how it turned out but Yeah, they must have been a big seller. So that was new. I think the year before there was maybe three of those down the beach. This year, there had to be 15, I reckon. Not all on one day. It's not that big a beach. But geez, eight. That was a lot. The other thing I noticed was a beach shelter. So it has the one supporting umbrella pole in the middle, old school, and then it has these four material pillars, if you like, with sand at the bottom, holding them down. And I've got to say, pretty good. They seem to be fairly stable, highly portable, and they cast quite a bit of shade, a nice big square bit of shade so yeah they um they also seem to be popular yeah always interesting to see 
what was on sale at BCF or Aldi. Now apparently there's a line of dialogue in a movie called Clueless where they are talking about being underwhelmed and overwhelmed but can you actually be whelmed? Now I've not seen that movie but I was alerted to it just on Instagram today when I think Shane Nicholson who's a great Aussie singer-songwriter Great musician. What was it now? Instagram. I'm looking on Instagram. <laughs> so Shane Nicholson's post is a screenshot of a Facebook post that says, a celebrity you badly want to meet. And this person says, I wouldn't say badly, but I would like to meet Shane Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, he says, I do it all for the fans. Anyway, so Paul Field official has said that her comment is like one from the movie Clueless. I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? And Paul Field Official says that maybe Shane Nicholson has whelmed her. But I had a listener contact me last week with the actual definition of whelmed. And at the time... <laughs> At the time, I found it um, entertaining and peculiar that I had, hadn't actually looked it up myself. So, essentially, the, uh, the definition of being whelmed is the same as being overwhelmed. There doesn't seem to be much difference at all in, in the meaning of the word. And so, whelmed isn't middle ground between overwhelmed and underwhelmed it's pretty much the same as being overwhelmed. And I bet you anyone that watched Clueless probably looked it up. And if they did, they may have had to look it up in a regular dictionary because that's an old movie. Surely that was around before the internet. I don't know. I could look that up, but I won't. Maybe I will. I'm gonna look it up. Clueless, 1995. Okay. So 1995, I was 10 years old. <laughs> That's not true. Gee, 95. It was the era of dial-up still, so I don't think anyone would, you know what? I don't think they'd be bothered looking it up. If you wanted to look up the word whelmed, it'd be quicker to um, go to your local library and hire out a reference book, which you wouldn't do, would you? You just look look up the dictionary. That'd be quicker than logging on and to dial up. This week I started reading a book called Saved by a Song, and it's written by Mary Gaucher who is a Grammy-nominated American folk singer, singer-songwriter, 
that she's got a live stream so maybe I'll have to check that out but um, her book Saved by Song it's a very inspirational and refreshing book but now now you're not going to believe this one two oh my gosh three four I reckon there was five cats then along our back fence making a racket and two of them were massive there you go you can hear those cats now perfect oh my gosh those cat traps can't come quick enough anyway that's all the airtime they need they're in the neighbour's backyard now Mm. Oh my goodness. Probably on heat. Perfect. Last time they were on heat, we ended up with six kittens stuck between the first and second floor. And uh, I could not... I had to take off roof tiles and still couldn't get to them. Good times. I was listening to an interview with Mary Gaucher on the Broken Records podcast. She was talking about her book and she mentioned a quote from the Gospel of Thomas, which I'm going to read out because I don't want to get it wrong, but it's, uh, I've been thinking about this ever since she said it. And the quote is, If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And that really struck a chord with me. I believe it to be true. And I really want to use this quote as uh, not so much as a motivation for me, but as a reminder that there are things inside of me that I really need to get out. It's not that I just would like to get them out or that I want to get out for, you know, artistic reasons or for legacy reasons or for any other reason for that matter, but that if I don't get them out, it's actually going to be detrimental to my health and well-being and I think that was the second part of that quote that really got to me if you do not bring forth what is within you what you do not bring forth will destroy you I remember feeling quiet I guess it was guilt in a way of not being more prolific with my songwriting output and There's all sorts of different reasons for that which aren't really important, but I had motivation in recent years and it was the the guilt was part of it. 
I guess was part of the motivation so that's probably not completely healthy but I was like I really need to get some songs finished and recorded so that there's more of a like a catalogue of songs that my children can when they're adults you know they might be interested in and I think that's probably a you know an honourable or worthy enough reason to record songs it's not like or to write songs you know and to and to finish songs to actually write something that means something to yourself and that you can pass on to your kids there's something really attractive about that but anyway needless to say it didn't help me finish any any songs and it just made me feel worse that I hadn't finished the songs but then late last year I um, got pretty unwell and I couldn't play guitar for about five weeks and when you've been playing nearly every day for over 40 years that's quite um, it's quite a shock and it's very sobering to say the least it came about just through stress and anxiety and yeah it the the symptoms were very very physical I, yeah I lost my ability to play the guitar it's a weird thing to describe but it actually hurt to play uh, I couldn't play for more than about two or three minutes and even when I was playing it felt like someone else's hands so while I could put my fingers on chord shapes and I could press down that was about the extent of it and yeah really frightening to be honest but I've worked hard to get back to a place where I was able to to play and do gigs again and it be enjoyable it's not back to normal but it's at in any given moment it's it's close to that so it's looking good it's looking good but I think that's why this quote was particularly pertinent to me on a good day I feel like that I was put on this earth to say something and to leave some kind of mark and that I haven't done that yet and I don't know what that will look like on a bad day I'm like totally not worthy <laughs> and that I'm full of crap but yeah, I think um, getting back to this quote, if you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And so I had a real sense a couple of months ago of the reality of what could be the reality of, of that. I mean, you often hear people say that, you know, if they're doing what they love, then they're not doing a day of work in their life. Not to say that they wouldn't have stresses, because, um, you know, sometimes, and for me, definitely, I'm quite, I'm quite capable and I like to think fairly level-headed, but 
the stresses can just mount and creep up on you and in many cases you wake up and you have physical symptoms of the outworkings of stress um, and for me it was predominantly in my hands and my feet and my lips were numb I had all sorts of tingly sensations across my body <laughs> it really made this quote quite real you know so who am I to think that I can create something that should be of any value <laughs> whatsoever that's a bad day you know and then of course there's days in between but it reminds me of, of when I was given two pebbles by a mentor of mine years ago Andy Naylor So Andy Naylor is a great uh, musician and great family man. He, <laughs> I, I always knew him as being terrific bass player and keyboard player. In fact, he played bass guitar on my EP While the World Lay Sleeping and he played a bit of piano on that too. I've forgotten which track. And one day, I don't know where I was, but he picked up a Fender Strat and ripped out an amazing solo. And I thought, hang on a minute. I didn't know you also played guitar. So, yeah, he's a very talented man, multi-instrumentalist. He's a... Uh, He's a Kiwi, and so we love him for that. But he's also a, um, a walking encyclopedia when it comes to the Bible, especially Psalms and Proverbs. So he, he, that was, well, I probably shouldn't call it his party trick, but if you needed to know a proverb, he was your guy. So, yeah. There was a reason I sought Andy out to be my mentor. Just an all-round superstar. I saw things in him that I wanted for myself. We might have met up a few times a year, perhaps for a couple of years. It wasn't long after we started meeting up that I read somewhere that if you want to be mentored successfully, the mentor has to approach you. You shouldn't approach them or something like that. And I was like, oh, gosh, I've asked this up as well. But yeah, he gave me these two pebbles, two shiny pebbles. And he said, one, one pebble is I am but dust and ashes. And the other pe pebble stands for for my sake, was the world created. First I was like, what? But he said I was to use them whenever I needed them. And on any given day, I would need 
one of those. So on days when I'm feeling a little down or not worthy, I get out the pebble that uh, represents, for my sake, was the world created. And then that is to give me a fresh perspective and the encouragement that, you know what, I am worthy. You know, it just helps me quickly get into a new mindset. Days where I'm feeling like I'm winning and and I'm feeling pretty good about myself, then I can use this other stone, this other pebble. And that's not to take the wind out of my sails, that's just to also give me perspective and to keep my feet on the ground because both of those things are important if you want to keep moving forward. So it's the next day now, I had to um, stop recording yesterday due to an emergency. Our rabbit had escaped its enclosure and was running around the front yard and getting a lot of interest from the local cats. So <laughs> kind of stopped short the, uh, the hammock session, that's for sure. And yeah, we've only had that rabbit for four days and its brother or sister, we don't know what sex they are yet. We haven't even named them. So that would have been somewhat of a tragedy considering that um, on Christmas Eve, our rabbit that we've had for a few years was taken by a fox. So alarm bells were ringing, that's for sure. So I've been forced to finish up this episode today. And I guess in closing, I just wanted to say that I've just, on reflection on why in regards to something having something inside of me that I want to get out and why for me it's song is because I believe that well I believe in the power of music for a start but more personally I know I have trouble explaining things in real life whether that be just one-on-one with someone or to a group setting, whatever the situation might be, I find it difficult to, to explain certain ideas and emotions and concepts that I have. There's a power in music where it's the coming together of the lyric and the chords and the melody and the harmonies and the beat. Um, sometimes it's the omission of some of those things that, you know, when you get it right, it does move someone and it can change somebody's mind and somebody's heart and it's inexplicable. It's happened to me a number of times as a listener and I know it happens to people all the time it kind of goes without saying so that's why for me it's really important that I get these ideas and thoughts and a lot of them are unrealized they're wrapped up in emotion 
but I have to get them out. And, you know, it's going to be the only way that, that I survive. Mary Gaucher says that people ask her if she believes songs can change the world. And she says, yes, absolutely. A song can change a heart by creating empathy. A changed heart has the power to change a mind. And when a mind changes, a person changes. When people change, the world changes. One song, one heart, one mind, one person at a time. Songs can bring us a deeper understanding of each other and ourselves and open the heart to love. I don't know what it is that I've got to say, but I know I've got to say it with honesty. I've got to dig deep and I've got to give myself the time and the opportunity to do it. And so, you know, it's not a New Year's resolution. It's sort of the start of the rest of my life, I suppose. Gee, that sounds really serious. But, you know, it's 2022. Things have kind of got serious. See you next week.